and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Eicher. And I'm your other host, Freddie Revis. What's up? Well, this is episode 38, and we have finally landed on my birthday, because that's Woo! how old I am. Uh, you know, feeling old that it took us so long to get here. Long are the days of 25 in the limos and all that good stuff. Um, this year, Freddie, I didn't do anything. I didn't Fair. do anything for my birthday. This I mean, it's I will 38. Say, it's it's not a it's not a momentous occasion. But hey, you're living your life, okay? You're you're going to be able to say in my in my 38th year of life, mm-hmm. I saw Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson in the same year. Oh my god, that is You're going to be able to say that to people. And they're going to oh be like, god. "What? In God's name?" I can always count on Freddie for real perspective. So I saw Mariah Carey's Christmas concert here in Toronto. She only did it in Toronto and New York, which I feel so blessed that I even got to see this show. It was absolutely amazing. I've loved Mariah my whole life. I've never had the chance to see her live. And she hasn't been back to Toronto since like the mid 2000s to do a wow. show. So I, I was so thrilled that I got to see her and that felt like a real bucket list item. And then now, uh, May 23rd, Janet's coming to Toronto and I've gone all out. Janet's my number one. I'm obsessed with her. And I purchased the meet and greet. So I'm actually going should. to meet Janet Jackson Huge. on May 23rd. I'm already nervous about it. I'm going to have to get like, I'm going to get a new outfit, Freddie. I need, I'm going to get my hair done, nails done. I mean, I'm going to overthink it is what I'm saying. Hey, <laughs> but this is, this is a mom spaghetti moment for you. <laughs> you know? this is my mom's spaghetti beating janet absolutely yeah so you're absolutely right way to put it all into perspective so i'll have many a celebration even though it didn't happen on my birthday um all right big year it's a big year all right let's jump into WNBA news um you know if you missed it last week we did our emergency uh britney griner's back uh podcast and all our reactions to that uh, since then, she released a statement saying she does intend to play for the Phoenix Mercury this coming WNBA season. So we did not have to wait very long to get that news no. at all. Um, we didn't know, you know, if she would how long she would take, you know, in terms of just getting back home and readjusting again and how much time she would take before she made that statement. But she made it pretty much right away. Yeah. And, you know, as like a. A WNBA podcaster that's just like wildly exciting and mm-hmm. obviously so many things come before basketball but um you know uh basketball is uh something she loves I'm sure it's like a sense of uh normalcy and uh yeah I'm, I, I mean I can't wait to that that game is gonna be so emotional and amazing and um you know mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be more about Brittany before the season but uh yeah, it's it's just it's it's a really uh, it's a really amazing thing, um, and it's just a happy moment I think for basketball fans everywhere and and people uh, uh, who are fans of freedom everywhere, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's so great to see her back and in good spirits. 
And, uh, you know, I saw a, a picture of Diana Taurasi with her. She flew down to Texas to, to meet with Brittany. So that was really nice to see them together again. And yeah, you know, like we were talking a little bit before we started recording just about how like we just get to talk about basketball again and how exciting that is for us that we get to talk about Brittany just from a basketball perspective again. We're not trying to become foreign a correspondence like, yeah. like international journalists we did our best we I'm, did you know. we did our we did our and we'll do it again best. But, and, yeah. yeah we'll do it again if we have to you know but it's just like you know it's just so nice to be able to to move forward from a basketball sense again and like you know something I, i've been thinking about too is just like you know following britney in this whole journey and now you know there's people like paul whelan and other people out there like it's just created a greater awareness for me that there's other people out there and i was wondering like like if i should start donating to like an amnesty international or something like that i i haven't done it yet no one's paying us to say that or anything but i just mean like you know just to like continue to support people who are in this awful position yeah um you know and and, and it's awesome that uh um, in her statement, she uh, she did mention Paul Whelan and sort of uh, is calling awareness to this really uh, awful reality that that a lot of people are in. And um, yeah, it's it's I mean, as we know, it's uh, extremely complicated and uh, like, you know, kind of like you're you're dabbling in like the dark arts of like foreign governments and and policy and the like, dark arts. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Um, but it's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's grim. And, and I think, you know, yeah, it, it is, uh, an important reminder just how, like how as special it is for, for any one of us to be able to do what we want to do. Um, and, and how many folks are not able to do that. So, uh, yeah, very yeah. important not to take our freedoms for granted. Um, yeah, super excited for her. Also super excited for my Phoenix Mercury which mm-hmm. is still my home team. I don't plan on wavering from that. Unlike some people, Freddie Rivas. Hey, <laughs> but we I got to have... pick a new team for next year. You know? Yeah, I, I actually, I really hope you do. I actually really oh, appreciate that balance between us, between me sticking with the same. Team Let's go you. fever. <laughs> 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 and you having a new team every year, but uh, the Phoenix Mercury, along with the NBA's Phoenix Suns have a new owner um his name is matt uh ishbia i'm not Mm -hmm. 100 sure if i'm pronouncing it correctly um there are still some minority owners for um the franchises but he is the new majority owner uh with a purchase price of four billion dollars just a casual four billion uh freddie that he's putting on this uh interesting thing about him he had a, a small role um on the michigan state spartans mm-hmm. team from 99 to 2002 um i don't know his exact age but that sounds too young to have four billion dollars don't you think he's 42 years old he's, uh, you know he's also going to be uh, he's also has purchased the phoenix suns um as they are i guess like a co-owned franchise yeah Uh, um and yeah so he's the youngest owner in the nba i don't know if that if he's the youngest owner in the WNBA. uh maybe that's something we can you know dive into or or i'll I'll try and pull up for later in the pod but um 
Yeah, he's 42. So, uh, I mean, uh, very different than Robert Sarver. And uh, I, I What's think, your secret, rich parents? Yes. I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have been talking about that, that Vulture article. He's a Nepo baby. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sure. No, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think he joined his father's, uh, uh, is it a, it's an insurance firm? What's it? Or a, it's I something it's like I don't mortgage, even understand. It's like a mortgage thing. It says he's the CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage. Yeah. Anytime I see the word holdings at the end of something, I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's complicated. You're holding onto what? Yeah. Yeah. Money? I would not consider myself the most financially literate person. I actually yeah. took a class in finances, just like a basic, literally at, um, through, um, so Toronto has these like, um, school board, like adult, like it's called learn for life. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's almost like community center programs. And, uh, I took one of those and I was like, I still don't get this. Like, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't because a part of me was like, oh, you know, you're supposed to like invest in this thing. And then, you know, like 30 years and then you get to retire off of it and blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, well, what if like the stock market crashes the year I retire? And everyone was just like, well, <laughs> I know one had a really good answer to that. Anyway, if anyone has a good answer to that, please message me. Yeah, but um. Yeah, because that was so frustrating. They're like, well, that's not going to happen. And I'm like, well, it crashed the year I graduated. So why wouldn't it crash the year I retired? Millennials are kind of just doomed that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. We're, uh... we're low-key kind of doomed that way. I mean, we definitely, uh, you know, entered I'm, a little... I'm half kidding. I, I want everyone to know that I'm half kidding. No, it's uh, it's... It's both uh, frustrating and, and not super easy to be a millennial. I, I think the best thing we could do is uh, is not become people who think we know what we're talking about and just pass it off to Gen Z. My whole goal in life is <laughs> when I meet someone from Gen Z, everything they say, I'm just going to be like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. My whole goal is to not become someone who blames younger generations for things. Yeah, I, I agree. That's all I want to do. I just want to just be like, listen. The one thing about me is that I know younger people are smarter. So tell me what's up. Yeah, I like that. I really like that. Um, so anyway, you know, really excited for them to have a new owner. I mean, the best we can hope for is that they'll create a, a working environment and a culture that is significantly healthier than uh, what they were previously um, going through. So I hope for them that it's uh, prosperous for all involved and, you know, really like things are looking up for the mercury. Yeah. yeah. Right now. I mean, Grinder you know? coming back, new ownership. Um, things, things are looking up. I'm, I'm really excited for the season that, that they could have, you know, we saw an amazing, we, we don't know if it's Tarasi's last year, but we saw an amazing year, uh, final years for, uh, for fouls and for, well, Faust, I guess, you know, didn't have the, the team success, but it was still, you know. Individually, uh, she was great. Yeah. You know, the dunk in the All-Star game and everything. And yeah, I'm excited for the uh, I'm excited for the Mercury big time. Well, speaking of that dunk in the All-Star game, uh, Sports Illustrated did um, top 10 moments of the 2022 WNBA season. Uh, you know, it's all the predictable stuff that you would that you would see. Fouls, dunk. Uh, Sue Bird's last game, um, 
Uh, Vandersloot had a game-winning three. Um, Chelsea Gray had a game-winning three. You know, stuff like that. Freddie, your question is, what is what is a moment you feel that is missing off the list or you feel needs to be commemorated amongst this top 10? If it were a top 11, if it were a top 12, yes. what would you add? What would you add um, to the list? I got a couple, but the one, the okay, one, on so it's list, a top 15. So now it's, it's a, top, a top 15. It's a top 15. And, and the one I have to shout out on this list, because I hope we, it's not the one that I have. Maybe I should have gone first. Cause I only have one. No, I, I just wanted to shout out like the one thing on the list that they put here, which is uh, like we were all over. Um, oh, where is I was just looking at it. Um, is uh, one of the top 10 things is uh, contract divorce emerges as the phrase of the year. <laughs> um, so we were yes. all over that. Uh, yeah. Because um, I think the first time we heard it, we were like, squeeze me. What? Divorce? <laughs> um so uh yeah well yeah so i got a couple backups so i don't know if you want to go first i don't want to steal yours yeah i only thought i only thought of one major 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 notable that i feel is missing from the list and that is kelsey plum's baby trophy oh yeah the size of the trophies is <laughs> i don't no, know if that was on one. your list or not it wasn't it wasn't oh, okay we should have discussed that before i guess uh no that's that's perfect uh I, I think the biggest one is the rise of sabrina unescu was the one i thought would be oh that's was, a real answer yeah. yeah to me that was like you know as far as like themes in the year I think that's huge because that affects the free agency of, of Stewie. It's yeah, just a big it's, deal. Like, it's hard to, to um, narrow that down into one moment. I mean, I guess it could have been one of her triple doubles because she had several, right? Yeah. And then even Candace Parker had a triple double, didn't she? She did. Um, yeah. So that could have been that could have been notable. The triple doubles, the triple double season. Yeah. Some some big kind of stat moments. Um, what was another one I had? I had another. Uh, I had another somewhat serious one. Um, um, Let's I'm get blank. serious. Serious. I'm blanking out because it wasn't. Uh, they have they have Ryan Howard on there. Um, oh oh yeah. Uh, I guess this is maybe personal because we talked about it in the podcast. But I thought the return of Emma Mieseman and uh, Elena Deladon were both significant. Oh, massive. For, yeah. For different reasons, you know they. Yeah, like they were, they were kind of what ifs, and they both were successful in different ways. So I think that was a that 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 was a big deal to me. Yeah, that was a big deal. Absolutely, those are um those are great calls. A great top fifteen, dare I say? I tip As my a, fake hat <laughs> to you. Right, I'm wearing a hat, out. but I didn't tip it anyways. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're wearing it backwards with headphones on top of it, so it's a little yeah. hard to tip at the moment. What's going on? Um. The Atlanta Dream uh, signed both their uh, GM and head coach through to the 2027 season. So mm -hmm. they locked both of them into uh, very long-term deals, um, which is exciting for the Dream. You know, they came off of a, you know, it wasn't a playoff year, but I think a, a season of, of growth. And um, I think they believe in in the in their franchise and where they're going, and you know that's great for them to have some long term stability there in both those spots. Yeah, that's you know I think I think you hit it well because um, if you're a franchise and you're kind of like you know searching for a vision, 
having your coach and your executive re-upped until 2027 and having, um, you know, a, a all WNBA um, star and, and rookie of the year is like, okay, here we go. Um, there might be struggles in the future, but we, we have a very clear kind of runway to, um, you know, hopefully build towards a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, what's so funny about this, Freddie, I feel like we're just racing through these topics today, but um, they're not really like heavy debate controversial yeah, I don't, yeah maybe it, it's a real it's like, a real good news pod <laughs> it is it's a good vibe people need that you know yes you know people what i mean good we're, vibes pod we're recording this on the 21st you know it's right before um you know the hot well the holiday season i guess is underway mm-hmm. already and um you know it's nice to have a, a good news a good news pod um yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to say. We're basically on our last topic already. This is great. This is great. This is our solstice pod. Okay. We this both is our get, solstice pod. We want to get out. We want to see some sun. Okay. We want to live our lives. We want to, oh, uh, you know, enjoy oh, that's, things. That's what we need to call this episode. It's the solstice episode. Yeah. Um, okay. So Kathy Engelbert, um, our our fierce leader, was did an episode on the locked on WNBA podcast and uh, I haven't had the chance to listen to this but Freddie listened to it she goes in very extensively on quite a few topics that we've been uh, discussing throughout the year so I don't know Freddie if you want to just give us a bit of a a rundown of some of the things that she covered there yeah it was a it was a really good episode I'm trying to find his name the um uh, the host of the Locked On WNBA pod. Um, I'll get it in a sec for you, but uh, yeah, you know, he he kind of went for it and was asking a lot of good questions. I thought, um, you know, yeah, talking about expansion, talking about the growth of the league, talking about prioritization. You know, so many things that that we cover here, uh, and you know, also I, I thought one thing that was really interesting was he was comparing the WNBA's growth to the um, growth of uh, the, the, of major league soccer and, and, you know, sort of expanding as a means of growth or um, building up before you can expand. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, this was a really interesting kind of uh, Q and a portion of the pod because Kathy, you know, highlighted that it's really tough to compare uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it, it's really tough to compare uh, a, a women's league and a men's league because, um, you know, women are so undervalued in, in the in the media landscape that it's not quite, you know, apples to apples. It's actually, yeah, it's a scenario where, you, you know, you, it's hard to quantify. And, you know, me and you have I've done this before where we've tried to figure out, like, you know, what's the value of the WNBA? Like how well are they doing? Are they losing as a organization that's losing money? And I think these things are kind of hard to calculate because they're sort of over, uh, you know, multi-year process and, and the answers aren't really black and white. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I was also struck by how available uh, Engelbert, you know, is like, I'm, you know, I can't imagine Adam Silver just going on a podcast where you know someone's able to just like ask him anything they're curious about about the league so like 
you know, huge credit to Engelbert for going on the, um, you know, uh, locked on uh, WNBA yeah. podcast. Like they didn't seem like screen questions. You know what I mean? It seemed like it was pretty candid and, you know, she was really well-spoken and yeah, it's, it, it's a really good listen. If, uh, if anyone is, uh, you know, wanting to see what she's up to and you get yeah, curious about kind of the nuts and bolts of the league. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for the name here. Um, but it's, uh, uh, oh, 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 here it is. Uh, Howard Megdal. Uh, maybe I'm mispronouncing that. Hopefully not. Um, but locked on women's uh, basketball podcast. Uh, definitely check it out. And yeah, anyways, that brings uh, us to the FFQ, Freddie's fun question, uh, <laughs> which is uh, if you could ask Kathy Engelbert one question, uh, what would it be? You know, serious or not, just if you could fire away, like, you know. Well, I, uh, yeah, I just want to say I also really appreciate that she she did that. And I definitely am going to check it out. And uh, because this is the FFQ segment, I did go a little silly. Nice. Me too. I did go a little silly. And I, you know, I think we've talked about this before at some point on this podcast. But I want to ask her, when are we getting the jersey dress? Huge question. Huge question. When are we getting the jersey dress? If I ever did uh, an interview with Kathy and I got to ask her all these hardball questions, I would go for it. You know, I'd really go for it. But then I would end with, so when are we getting the jersey dress? Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic question. Um, and I hope that, uh, you know, you, you wouldn't let her dodge it. Like, I hope that if she didn't give you a date, you kind of mm-hmm. kept yeah, like, like, okay, like the, to me, follow the, up, can the, I get a ace, the aces uniform, the black with the gold would make an amazing Jersey dress. Even the mercury one too, with the gradation of like the orange into purple on a dress. Come on. As someone that doesn't wear dresses, I'm just going to go with you and say, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie and- only wears free t-shirts just so everyone. Knows. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Okay. If you give me a t-shirt, going to wear it. Yeah. If, if if it's just somewhere at an event, going to wear that too. Yeah. Um, if <laughs> I have to buy it in a store. And promotional hats. That's right. <laughs> if you're like, Freddie, will you go buy this t-shirt? The answer is no. Um, I will spend <laughs> a lot of money on food. Um, Fair. But uh, yeah, my question, uh, also silly. Uh, and we touched, you touched on it a little bit earlier in the pod. Mm. Um, but uh, I would ask her, is there any way that we could make um, more of the WNBA trophies smaller for the future? <laughs> um, uh, we got the Stanley Cups, huge. Okay. I want a trophy the, the, the size of like a little espresso cup. That's right. I, I, you know, I listen. the baby espresso mugs. Yes, I want a trophy that size. I want to hold we need it to, between my pinky and my thumb. We need to deal in miniatures only. Um, this needs to be. <laughs> this needs to be like a whole, uh, like a tiny village. You know what I mean? Like this is like. You know. Uh, you know what we should really ask her about though is about the commissioner's cup. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I, f- I don't I know like what exactly we would ask her about the commissioner's cup. In the write up, add uh, more stakes to it. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's mentioned in the podcast, but I don't remember kind of going in. Mm. Yeah, it would be. It would be like I would love to ask something serious. Like, what do you think the success 
like what has been successful about the commissioner's cup, what has been unsuccessful, mm. because obviously she has all the data. Like, you know, she was talking about um, ratings doing so well. And um, the, the last, last, uh, the draft lottery, uh, you know, apparently had really good ratings. So it's sort of, um, she knows the nuts and bolts. So I would love to, I don't think she's going to say the draft lottery had good ratings. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, oh God, didn't we talk about what a snooze fest that was? We did. We did talk about, but you know, I guess, I guess people probably listened to our pod and then they tuned in and I'm like, I got to see these ping pong balls. Um, and I got to see uh, these people who are um, bored. Yeah. Um. Cool. Freddie. We did it. Nice, tight, about 25-minute episode here. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to us uh, all year long. Mm -hmm. Wishing everyone a a happy holidays, a happy new year. Um, Hope everyone's taking a nice, you know, relaxing break, enjoying this time with their friends and family. And, uh, yeah, thank you again. Uh, As always, you can follow us at the Pickup WNBA Pod. And uh, we'll be back uh, in the new year. Hell yeah. And let me uh, just echo that. Thank you very much, everyone. It was a fun year. We won some awards. Yeah. We're very proud of what we do. Um, ended on a high note, obviously, with Griner. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, tell people uh, if you like this pod, tell people about it. And um, yeah, we've been uh, appreciating all the love. So let's keep it going. Absolutely. Uh, take care, everyone. And uh, see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Thank you.